Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wednesday Night Prayer Meeting, a podcast about the history of jazz told from the perspective of someone who's been piecing it together one record at a time over the course of 20-odd years digging through record bins. From Remote Speech, California, I'm your host, Frank, and that was Lullaby of the Leaves from the album The Chicago Sound by Wilbur Ware with Ware on bass, Johnny Griffin on tenor, John Jenkins on alto, Junior Mance on piano, and Wilbur Campbell on drums. This week's episode is about the music of Wilbur Ware, a bassist whose beautiful tone and sense of melody stood out from his contemporaries and left its mark on the history of jazz music. Ware was born in Chicago in 1923 and was musical nearly from the start of his life, learning to play the banjo by the time he was four years old. His foster father, the Reverend Turner, encouraged him to play, building him a small-scale bass and inviting him to accompany the church groups. Ware took his homemade bass to the street corner and played in tramp bands with other youngsters, which eventually led to him performing professionally. One of his earliest recording dates was backing up the blues singer Bill, Big Bill Brunzi at the age of 15. He became a fixture in the Chicago underground jazz scene and eventually broke into the mainstream of Chicago jazz after sitting in with Clifford Brown and Max Roach's group. Ware was a sensation in Chicago, making a name for himself and eventually joining up with Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers and relocating to New York City. I'll have more to say about Ware's career later, but first I'd like to get some more of his music in. This next song is called Loverman, Oh Where Can You Be? Enjoy.
That was Can This Be Love, a duet from the album Standards by Sun Ra with Sun Ra on piano and Wear on bass. Before that was Softly as a Morning Sunrise from the album A Night at the Village Vanguard by Sonny Rollins with Rollins on tenor, Wilbur Ware on bass, and Elvin Jones on drums. Ware's solo on Softly is a perfect example of the things that made him stand out as a player, the way he plays around with the melody and the rhythm and the tone that he got from his bass, which comes in part from the fact that he strung his bass in the old-fashioned way with gut strings rather than steel as it become more common by the late 50s. And starting that set off was Loverman, Oh Where Can You Be from the album Jazz by G by Matthew G with G on trombone, Ernie Henry on alto, Joe Knight on piano, Wilbur Ware on bass, and Art Taylor on drums. Ware had formed a relationship with Thelonious Monk while he was in Chicago, and once he came to New York, Monk connected him with Orrin Keepnews, who ran Riverside Records, which led to Ware being the house basis for the label. The dozen or so albums that he recorded for Riverside in the late 50s accounted for the majority of his recorded career. It's no surprise that Monk would have been such a vocal supporter of Ware's career, given what an intense musical connection they developed over the course of their playing together. And up next is a song that illustrates that connection between Monk and Ware, playing a Monk composition along with a young John Coltrane, who at the time was only just beginning to develop his own signature style. This is Trinkle Trinkle. Enjoy.
Straight No Chaser from the album Mulligan Meets Monk with Thelonious Monk on piano, Jerry Mulligan on baritone, Wilberware on bass, and Shadow Wilson on drums. Before that was The Man I Love from the Chicago Sound with the same lineup as the opening tune except subbing Frankie Dunlop in for Wilbur Campbell. I generally try to avoid playing multiple tracks from the same album to avoid excessive copyright infringement scrutiny, but the sad fact is that the Chicago Sound is the only album that Ware recorded as a leader. And starting that set off was Trinkle Trinkle from the album Thelonious Monk with John Coltrane with obviously Thelonious Monk and John Coltrane on piano and tenor respectively, Wilbur Ware on bass and Shadow Wilson on drums. I have a couple more tracks for you before the long piece for the episode. The next one is called Dial S for Sunny. Enjoy.
was Tenderly from the album Jenkins, Jordan, and Timmons with John Jenkins on alto, Clifford Jordan on tenor, Bobby Timmons on piano, Wilbur Ware on bass, and Danny Richmond on drums. And before that was Dial S for Sonny from the album of the same name by Sonny Clark with Clark on piano, Art Farmer on trumpet, Curtis Fuller on trombone, Hank Mobley on tenor, Wilbur Ware on bass, and Lewis Haynes on drums. One of the aspects of Ware's life that I haven't focused too keenly on to this point that had an at times devastating impact on his life and career was his addiction to heroin. Ware picked up a habit in his early days playing in Chicago and the problem worsened when he moved to New York. His addiction and the legal and health problems that went with it were responsible for large gaps in his availability and opportunity to perform. Equally devastating was the fact that as he moved into more adventurous and unusual directions with his playing, the public appetite by and large did not. Ware passed away in 1979 of emphysema after a long period of musical obscurity and inactivity. Thankfully, the periods during which he was active left us listeners with a vast collection of his beautiful performances to enjoy. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you have any questions or comments or requests, call the Wednesday night prayer meeting voicemail box at 424-704-1666 and leave a message or email wnpmpod at gmail.com. The long piece for tonight will be from the complete Riverside recordings of Thelonious Monk, a song called Blues for Tomorrow, and it features Monk on piano, Ray Copeland on trumpet, Gigi Grice on alto, John Coltrane and Coleman Hawkins on tenors, Wilbur Ware on bass, and Art Blakey on drums. Enjoy.